One of my favorite things to do is, is listen to music. I listen to music whenever I work out. I listen to music when I'm in the shower. I listen to music whenever I'm driving to and from places. And I not only listen to music, but I also, I sing in the shower and I sing when I'm working out and I sing when I'm in my car. I sing pretty much all the time. And I've always sang my whole life. Uh, but the, the thing is, is I don't sing really well. And so my parents, when I was a kid, after they heard me sing, they, they sat me down one day and they said, Josh, we don't know if you can tell or not, but you don't sing good. And I was like, no, no. Y'all are, y'all, I don't know what y'all hear, but what I hear is good. And so even though my parents told me I couldn't sing, I didn't believe them. And so I kept singing and over and over again, I was singing. So I got to high school and I went to Lehigh. Now it's called Liberty High. And when I was in high school, this show called American Idol came out. And one of the graduates from Lehigh was the host of American Idol, Randy Jackson, and our judge on that show. So because he was a judge on that show, it was a big deal for our school. We had a lot of pride about it. So our school did this big talent show. We called it the Robert E. Lee High Idol. And guess who signed up to, to sing? This guy. And it wasn't until I signed up for this, this talent show that I realized just how bad my voice really is. So I was kicking it with this girl. I, know, I had a girlfriend at one point, right? Uh, and I sign up and all my friends encouraged me. Well, they used to be my friends. Uh, they were my friends until after this. And so I, they encouraged me to, to do this talent show. And I'm like, well, my friends, they told me to do it. Clearly, like, they would never set me up for failure. So I get on stage in front of everybody, and, and I sing. And I sang this song. It was an R&B song from this group called Shy, If I Ever Fall in Love Again. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all, I see, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Remember, that's the 90s right there, right? So I, say, I sing this song, and I mean, I'm, I'm all into it. And after I finish singing, everybody's just quiet. And they're just looking at me. <laughs> and my first thought is, man, I blew them away. <laughs> I was so good, they're speechless. This, this is a great feeling. And I looked at the girl who I was dating, and she just looked at me, and she said, uh-uh, and walked off and never talked to me again <laughs> Oh, So I became a priest. And... Um, <laughs> So here I am, and uh, you would think I learned my lesson then, but then I, I went on to seminary, and I was on a silent retreat in Florida, and when we were coming back from the silent retreat, we saw a sign that said American Idol was having auditions. So guess who signed up? This guy. I did. I signed up for American Idol. I tried out for the producers, and their feedback to me, which I think was pretty good, they said, you have a very unique voice. So there's still a chance. Uh, but if there's anybody that shouldn't ever judge somebody's vocability, it's probably, probably me. But unfortunately, when I was in seminary, uh, my buddies and I, we, we watched one of those talent shows. And, and there was a girl who was singing on the talent show, and she didn't sing too good. And I remember we went to the, the cafeteria after, and we were all talking. And I began to make fun of her. 
And I began to talk about how bad she was up there and how she shouldn't have been on TV. And the words that I was saying about this girl who I didn't even know, they were extremely uncharitable. They, they, were, they were sinful, right? We were, we were laughing at, at her expense. And whether you know someone or not, whether someone's a celebrity or not, to laugh at someone else's expense, to make fun of somebody, it's a sin. Now, one of my other buddies was also in the cafeteria at this time, and he heard me making fun of this girl on TV, and he walked away, and he went to the chapel, and he prayed for me, and then he went to his room, and he, he wrote me an email, and in his email, he said, Josh, I love you. I consider you a good friend. I'm grateful for our friendship. I think you're a good man, and I think you desire to be a saint, but I, I have to be honest with you. I heard the conversation you were having earlier in the cafeteria, and, and I want you to know that what you said, it wasn't good. In fact, it was downright sinful. And I really want to encourage you to repent and go to confession and, and make it right with those guys that you were gossiping about that girl about, because that's, that's just not good. And, and I love you, and I, I'm glad that we're friends. But more than I need your approval of me, more than I want your respect of me, your affirmation, that you, if you like me, I want you to be a saint. And, and you're not going to be a saint talking the way you were talking in the cafeteria. So if you can receive this, receive this. If you can't, I understand. I, I was so grateful to receive that email from my friend. I was so grateful. I was so convicted because I was wrong and I, I did sin. I did offend the Lord and, and my neighbor and, and I was a near occasion of sin for other people who I was inviting into that unnecessary conversation. So I repented. I went to confession and I went back to the guys who I was laughing with the girl about and I apologized to them for leading them into a sinful conversation. But, but notice the way my friend cor corrected me. He didn't do it in front of everybody. He didn't expose me to shame. He didn't call me out in front of the entire group. He did it one-on-one. -on -one. And because of the way that he corrected me, I was able to receive it and have a transformation of heart, have a change of, of mind, receive God's mercy, and go and make it right with other people as well. Well, what this buddy of mine did for me is what Jesus Christ did in today's gospel. There was a woman in today's gospel who committed a serious sin. She broke one of the Ten Commandments. According to the law of Moses, the fruit of breaking a Ten Commandment, such as committing adultery, is to be stoned to death. So she was a person in sin, but notice what Jesus Christ didn't do. He didn't call her out in front of everybody. He waited until everyone left, and then he had a conversation with her where he encouraged her to go and sin no more. Now, what preceded this conversation that Jesus had with this woman? What preceded it was Jesus Christ was, was teaching. People were listening. And there were a bunch of people in the community who were jealous of Jesus. And so they wanted to try to catch him. They wanted to trick him. And so they bring this woman who was caught in the act of adultery, and they stand her up in front of Jesus and say, Jesus, she was caught in the act of adultery. You know what the law of Moses says. The law of Moses says, if someone is caught in the act of adultery, they need to be stoned. So what do you say, Jesus? They were trying to trick him because if Jesus would have said, no, she shouldn't be stoned, 
He would be going against the law of Moses. He would have been a heretic. If he was a heretic, he would have been condemned. He would have been sent to court. He could have been imprisoned. He could have been killed for being a heretic. So he couldn't just say, no, I don't think she should be stoned because that's what the law of Moses says. But he also couldn't say, yes, she needs to be stoned. We must lead a charge against her because even though they were Jews, they were in a Roman society under Roman occupation. And only Romans could condemn somebody to an execution by stoning them. So if Jesus Christ would have said we should stone her, then the Roman government authorities would have arrested him and potentially killed him. Because he was doing something that he had no right to do. So what does Jesus do? He doesn't go against the law of Moses. He doesn't go against the, the Roman law. He just drops to a knee and begins to write. What is he writing? St. Saint, Saint Jerome, he's one of our early church fathers. He's the, the saint who was commissioned by Pope Damasus in the year 382 to take the Hebrew scriptures and the Greek scriptures and to make the Latin Vulgate Bible. So he was very close to the Word of God. He says that when Jesus Christ knelt down and began to write in the dirt, he was writing down the sins of all the people who were accusing the woman for her sin. He says, he who is without sin cast the first stone and writes and writes. And all of a sudden, beginning with the elders, all the men walked away, seeing their sin in the light now. Now it was just Jesus and the woman alone. So you might still say, but if Jesus is a faithful Jew, if he's faithful to the law of Moses, he should still have the woman stoned because that's what the word says. But it's not what the word says. The word says a woman should be stoned if she's caught in the act of adultery and there are two or more witnesses. But when Jesus looked up, there were not two or more witnesses. There was no one there. So she couldn't have been condemned to death. So he says to her, woman, is there anyone here who has condemned you? And there was no one there. He says, well, neither do I. I don't condemn you. But go and sin no more. He waited until he could have her one-on-one -on -one before he corrected her. And what Jesus Christ did over 2,000 years ago is what you and I are invited to do today. Why? Because again, we are the body of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ dwells within us by virtue of our baptism. He wants to live his life within us. So what he did then, he longs to do today. So if we become aware of the sins of people who we are in relationship with, we ought to desire for them what God desires for them, and that's heaven. That's for them to become saints. And we are not going to become saints and we're not going to abide in heaven if we live in sin without repentance. But sometimes we don't repent of our sin because nobody's a real friend to us. Because no one cares about our salvation more than they care about our affirmation or our approval or our acceptance of them. Sometimes people just want to be liked and so they're, they're willing to let other people lose their life, their eternal life, all to be liked. If we become aware that our friends are doing things that are not good for them in their relationship with God and the wider community, then we are obligated to not expose them to shame, 
to not call them out on social media, to not blast them in the public, to not talk about them with other people, but we are invited and encouraged to imitate Jesus and to go to them one on one. To acknowledge how much we love them and our love ought to be a Thomistic love, which is a love that desires their greatest good and their greatest good is heaven. To acknowledge our desire to be in relationship with them, but then to also encourage them. If we have seen them sin, if we have heard them sin, to call them out for their, their sin. Because if we don't do it, who will? St. Teresa of Avila, she says, Christ has no body on earth now but yours. Christ has no eyes but yours. Christ has no hands but yours. Christ has no ears but yours. Christ has no body but yours. We are the body of Christ. And though we are not perfect, though we are broken, though we are sinners as well, if we become aware that our friends have committed sins and have not brought them to the sacrament of reconciliation, then we must go to them one-on-one. -on -one. We must invite them to repent. We must invite them to reform their lives, and we must invite them, if possible, to make it right with the people whom they have sinned against. Because if we can do this for them, then we can be a bridge for them to come to Him, Jesus. To be with Him, Jesus. And if they can then persevere in being in relationship with Jesus during their journey and pilgrimage on earth, then they can have the capacity to remain in Him, to remain in Jesus, not only while they are on earth, but most importantly, forever in the kingdom of heaven.